Abbey Road Studios, the summer of 1967. The Beatles had, just about a month earlier, wrapped up their groundbreaking sessions that would become their eighth studio album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. In walks another set of lovable English lads, the Zombies. Well-dressed, well-rehearsed, and raring to go, working on what they were already quite sure would be their second and final recording, Odyssey and Oracle. They'd had a number two hit in America with their 1964 debut single, She's Not There, but reception of the band was quieting, and they were still living with their parents. So, one last hurrah. They'd had a clear vision for their songs and thus were able to convince CBS Records, with smarm and charm, as they say, to give them 1,000 pounds and, importantly, to let them self-produce. Abbey Road Studios' post-Sgt. Pepper's was an ideal place to realize their lush, multi-layered backing vocal tracks, and instruments left behind from the Beatles' session, such as the Mellotron, an early sampling keyboard that allowed them to quickly and easily infuse their often Baroque arrangements with strings and flutes, provided a nice assist. Other instruments, on the other hand, like the pump organ with its high gothic top that accompanied Chris White's appropriately claustrophobic World War I-inspired song Butcher's Tale, Western Front 1914, had to be carefully transported to the studio by the band. The influence of the Beatles as well as the Beach Boys shines through in the backing vocals of the bouncy opening track called Care of Cell 44 which takes the unique form of a man's letter to his loved one, soon slated to be released from prison. After the verses, we hear those hums plus bum-bum-bums that so readily signal Beach Boys, followed immediately by open-throated Beatlesque ah backings. Strains of melancholy run throughout the album, but nowhere quite so plainly as in the second track, A Rose for Emily. Emily. The title was borrowed from a 1930 Faulkner short story, but aside from both texts invoking images of graves and the view that, in the face of tragedy, nothing can be done, the song's Emily was drawn from whole cloth. Her roses are fading now. Emily is described, through the beautifully empathic voice of lead singer Colin Blundstone, as being surrounded by, but always left out of, affairs of love. Summer arrives, but her sky is overcast. She tends to her rose bush, from which young lovers, swirling around her, pick flowers to give to anyone but her. Her pride, the only thing protecting her from pain, is no match for time's nonchalant snuffing out of both her and her roses. Hi-ho, alas, and also lack-a-day, not one rose left even for her grave. The elementary piano accompaniment complements beautifully the deep and luscious backing vocals. In the song Brief Candles, three numb, spent lovers, fresh out of relationships, assess their respective loneliness, seeking the worthwhile in separation, enjoyment in their symptoms. Their sadness makes them smile. Bassist Chris White, who wrote the song, said, I suppose it's just about the ridiculousness of trying to make reasons of things. The verses are quiet, accompanied only by piano, ramping up each time to the choruses, where the tempo and feel upshift, and bass, drums, and organ join in. For such wonderfully psychedelic cover art, 
the misspelling of Odyssey on the sleeve, by the way, uncaught by CBS's art department through to the final pressing, was long face-savingly played off by certain members of the band as just a hip play on words. Anyway, for such a swirlingly psychedelic artwork on the cover, the album is quite taut and composed through and through. No long and winding jams, and as for spacey effects, it's pretty much limited to the brief, spooky, fever dream introduction of Butcher's Tale, which lasts only 10 seconds before the pump organ appears, and we're off to the trenches. In the original release's sleeve notes, the band included a foreshortened and slightly adjusted quotation from old Will Shakespeare's The Tempest. Be not afeard, the isle is full of noises, sounds and sweet airs that give delights and hurt not. Sometimes a thousand twangling instruments will hum about mine ears, and sometimes voices. Rest assured there's nothing to be afeard of listening to the zombies, and much to delight in. So check out Odyssey and Oracle, following the advice of the jester Trinculo, who, after Caliban utters the words above, says, The sound is going away. Let's follow it. And after, do our work. I'm Josh Rutner, and that's your album of the week. Don't have to worry or you're